0: Let them see that you're, you are an evangelist or a missionary, whatever. Just uh, just leave. I always leave some kind of an impression, sometimes good. They usually don't forget who I am when I leave. Uh, husbands and wives must be in agreement. I found that to be very important. I waited until my wife and I agreed. And uh, then uh, when we stood up in ordination, she was able to give her testimony and told her what uh, well, uh, you know she agreed and and she was by my side, and we're staying in the ministry and um, so must be an agreement. Don't write appeal letters asking for donations, walk by faith I guess that's more or less for the evangelists, you missionaries, but anyway, that's kind of tradition i guess I guess must among uh, evangelists they just uh, go by faith and 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 let God provide needs. Pray about every business deal, truck, home, etc. Just just like pastors say, pray and pray and pray. Don't just go ahead and make a quick decision. Take your time. God will bring it to you. Do you remember Philippians 4, 7? Be careful for nothing. Uh, Don't act until you have peace. Consider long-range results. Remain positive in your ministry. Let God promote you. and not yourself. Let God do it. Right, and just be, I've even when I was an unsafe man, I had a business over 27 years, a sign painter. I loved to work. Even though I was not able to read, my wife would look over some of the information, but I'd go to the, the people who wanted to sign, and I said, well, make sure you spell it right, uh, because if you don't spell it right, it's not going to be right. You see, when, you, when I paint exit, I paint E. I might spend three minutes on the E, and then I go to the X, Spend three minutes. So you don't you don't paint exit. You paint e, x one letter at a time. And so, um, uh, what was I going with that? Don't know. <laughs> God yeah, God promotes you, not yourself. And um, but I was honest, extremely honest. Be extremely honest in in everything you do. You know, I built a business park illegally. You say you didn't do that. Yeah, I did. I did a lot of things illegally before I got saved. I wanted to be a millionaire. I didn't want to pay, get all these permits and this, that, and the other. I'd find somebody who was an electrician. I'd slip him some money and I wanted 200 amp service. That's what I got. I built a business park that way. Uh, put 16,000 square feet in one day. I, I hired a man, gave him $16,000 cash. I said, You'll put that in there over uh, Saturday. Uh, I'll give you $16,000. He did it. Well, the county came in and said, "Now you ought not have done that. This was after I got saved said, "Tear it up. What'd you do? You see, I wanted to do right after I got saved. I tore it up, <laughs> and we redid it and a lot of things like that. so I don't do things illegally anymore, but uh, just be extremely honest when you're dealing with people. I did that even though I did some things uh, in that in that sense wrong, but if somebody wanted to sign uh I did it right. I did them right. If it wasn't the right color, I did it over, and then people begin to hear about that. How I did reputation, I guess what I'm trying to say. The reputation. And so uh try not to promote yourself. I just preach, let God do that. I have found that pastors talk. Pastors talk. One pastor will say, Hey, we had a great meeting over here. And uh uh you ought to have Mr. Stevens in, and I see that, 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 that works well. So don't promote yourself. Let God do it. Fill your messages with the will, w- Word of God. Now just do that. Fill it with the Word of God. Uh, respect different opinions. All of you are not going to agree on everything. <laughs> you know, just turn the other cheek. Be careful in late hours with hosting people. You know, there's nothing else. Now, I, I love my wife, and I try to. Uh, I listen to my wife. I really do. Uh, she's right a lot more times than perhaps I might give her credit for. But she is usually right. And so I've learned to use that to my good. And, uh, late hours hosting people. I don't know how I got with that, with my wife doing that. I don't know. Well,. Well, anyway, whatever it was, I don't know what I was going with it, but be careful in late hours hosting people. Uh, Well, check with the pastor before spending any money for the meeting. Uh, Watch and be careful on the desserts. (laughs) Uh, Leave the table always being hungry or able to eat more. I'm just, I'm talking about uh, my, you see, I'm in a. Church service sometimes weekly. I've preached five weeks straight Sunday through, Friday, Sunday through Friday, Sunday through Friday, Sunday through Friday, Sunday through Friday. Only take Saturday off. And see, I eat a Thanksgiving dinner every single day. You say, no, you don't. <laughs> well, I, I've learned some things. Just fill up your plate once. Leave some space around your food and eat real slow. Most people will eat three plates by the time you eat one. (laughs) Now, if they put some food on your plate, go ahead and eat it. But um, I usually try to... Now, if they put too much on my plate, sometimes I don't eat it all. But uh, if you put something on your plate, make sure you eat it and then eat real, real slow. (laughs) It'll help you. (laughs) Um... Arrive to a meeting on time. You see, to be on time is to be late. To be early is to be on time. Yes. Dr. Comfort made that very clear to me. So, uh, to be on time is to be late. Be on time with correspondence. Be on time for appointments. Be punctual. Be dependable. Be a good listener. Be honest. You ought to be prepared. Now, I try to be prepared uh, ahead of time. I don't do well on uh, this spontaneous type thing. you know, you just get up and and so I don't I don't do well. I like to be prepared. Be polite, be faithful, be loyal, be unselfish, be truthful, be a lover of others. The pastor is the key to a successful meeting. The pastor's attitude will be exactly like that of the congregation. That is what I have found. As the pastor is, all right in giving. If the pastor's giving, people are usually giving. You get to see what I'm trying to say here? And so it's usually that way. Don't discuss the pastor with anyone. If you're giving a large gift, I let the pastor know. Just as our other brother said, same reasons. Be careful on late hours. We already looked at check with the pastor before spending anything. Well, okay. Okay, don't commit to anything without checking with the pastor first. I'll have someone come up to me and say, I'd like to take you out to McDonald's. Well, I'll say, I'm sorry. Unless I speak with pastor first, I can't do that. Or someone will come up and say, I want to correspond with you. I want your prayer letter. I want your um, a business card. I always go to the pastor and say, pastor, is is that all right? May I please hand out business cards, this, that, and the other. you know uh, there are those who'll take and put and start begging for money you know and I don't want to be known as that. Just let pastor know if you're going to do something. Don't do anything behind the pastor's back. Don't make demands. Never make demands. Simply make suggestions. Don't make demands. That's another one. Um, don't look at the love offering in front of the pastor. Regardless of what you might think, you can't keep a straight face. <laughs> I mean, now there are some pastors. I was in a church, and uh, there was a millionaire in the service. Well, I preached. He put eight $100 bills in there. It's just a Sunday night. I was so, I didn't know pastor was so excited. He said, look, and he was just holding it. And I, you know, I was principal and I was putting it in my pocket. He said, oh, no, 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 no. I want you to look at it. He was so excited. But I usually try not to look at those until afterward. But uh, he, but you can usually tell, I can tell, you know, the more times you're in a service, the more time you're there, you can pick up on these things and needs and walk into a church and actually, uh, know or pretty much sense what is needed uh, in that church. But that comes with time and, uh, and, and, and meetings and things like that. The devil's tool is imbalance and everything. Be balanced. Be balanced. If you get the men, this is a good one, if you'll get the men saved, you'll get the family also. See so what I'm saying? If you'll get the men, you'll get the family also. I have found that you get what you go after. The unsaved need to see Calvary and the saved need to see hell. The evangelist, the gift of reaching people with the gospel, the bearer of the good news, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, if it is believed, it will transform hell-bound sinners lost and without hope into the children of Almighty God. Gifted with the ability to sense the need of people, able to bring people to a decision, able to draw in the net. Given to the local church, given to the perfecting of the saints. Is a servant and a helper. Now, you know, I don't mind. I'd, I'd come over here, I'd vacuum this place up, I'd scrape windows, I'd I love to work. But I just don't have the tools. Now, I had somebody come up and said, well, you paint me a sign. I said, well, I, it takes special paint brushes, It takes special thinners, uh, lacquer thinners, or, or even uh, different kind of things like that, paint. Now, by the time I go out and buy the paint, buy the thinners, buy the... Well, you can go and buy a sign cheaper than I can do it. It'd be a waste of time. And that's what I mean by certain things. Like... I've got some tools, but I don't have all the tools that needed for these new cars today. Cars, you know, maybe a 76 model or something like that. You can actually get in there and work on those. But today you need some special equipment. So in that sense, uh, you know, I know a uh, block. I don't know. I poured a concrete slab for a church up in Minnesota. I don't mind doing those things, certain things. You got the tools there, help out. but. Uh, as the norm, I try not to do anything major like that Now, I went to one church, small church. well, I looked around just go ahead, just look don't have don't have don't have, you don't have to be told to do something is what I'm trying to say uh if you see something that needs to be done, just go ahead and do it. I was in a church, and their doors were. Bad. I mean, I I scraped and chiseled and and wired brush and painted them doors up. I I had some tools. I could do that. And the pastor is there anything else I can do for you? And he says, well, we've got this prophet's chamber. We want to move it over here. We've got all this uh, stuff here and all this here. Well, while he was gone, they lived about an hour away. I was there at the church. Well, I moved the prophet's chamber over here, and and I cleaned out this storage moved the kitchen and all that. He was tickled to death. So just, just go ahead and do what you can do and um, be, a, be a blessing, be a helper. Is discerning, should have a message on music. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm just talking for myself. And so people watch you as an evangelist, missionary, as much outside of the pulpit as they do in the pulpit. So um, be consistent, be consistent. Should admit you are wrong. Coming to that yesterday. Should never counsel a woman alone. Pastor talked about that. Should be careful about becoming mechanical or not be mechanical. Uh, always be developing and working on new messages. You ought not have to uh, keep preaching the same message over and over again, but you ought to be growing. Like I said, when you, if you see me again, I ought to be further along in my spiritual growth. If I am not, you ought to come and say, Brother Stevens, what's wrong? I ought to see some spiritual growth in you folks too when I get back. Okay, you ain't coming back probably. I don't know. Okay, uh, the evangelist must uh, uh, ministry should edify the local church. Well, as you're getting started, schedule meetings, and you know, if you there before when I first started getting meetings, I got them wherever I can get them. I mean, I'd travel from Florida to Minnesota, turn around from Minnesota, and travel all back to Florida. And uh, so I got meetings wherever I could get them. Now, after three and a half years, I'm starting to group together Minnesota and then Florida, Texas, and now I'd be back in Minnesota again. Gift, response, results. Yeah, the evangelist is not responsible for the results of any meeting. Not my uh, Holy Spirit. He it's. He's going to accomplish his will. The, uh, you must learn to be flexible. If you haven't learned that, you will be. You you will. You need to be flexible. Things change. i have just learned, You know, you need to come in. You've got five minutes. You need. You know, you need to be ready. Oh, you're gonna love this. I was at this one church, and the pastor said, took me in his office, and he said, uh, I want you finished at 7:35. Now, I've got a, now, I'm have got. i just out of Bible college. Now, they gave us 45-minute messages. That's what we were... We, they wanted us to have 45-minute messages. And so, here I am, new in ministry. Pastor says, I want you done at 7.35. Well, I get on at 7.15. He said, I want you to give your testimony. <laughs> I didn't do very well, I promise you. But you know what? I've got me a five-minute message now. I've got me a 10-minute message. I've got a 15-minute message, and it'll dictate what I preach. But you ought to respect the pastor. If he wants you done in 10 minutes, just go ahead and pick out that sugar stick, two or three of them or whatever, and get to, and just do it. God will bless them, man. He'll just honor the pastor. Um, but I, caught, I was caught off guard that time. It was bad. Well, you ought to be physically strong. Use your children in the ministry. We've looked at that. Preach so a child can understand. Choose a home church with, good, with a good central location. Now, we use used Manual Baptist Church, Kings Mountain, North Carolina. Uh, as I said, I believe in the ministry of the local church. I did not want to be known as renegades. Now, I have a wonderful pastor. I sold a laptop. He got wind of that. He said, now, he called me in his office, and he said, now, I know you need that laptop. He said, I never want to hear you selling anything again. If you've got a need, you let me know about it. And if you do not, I'm going to call you back in here. <laughs> hey, if I've got a need, I call him. We had a, a, two left rear wheels fell off of the old motorhome that we had. called him up, and I said, uh, we just had an accident. Left rear wheels fell off. Just wanted to let you know we're okay. Didn't ask him for anything. Well, pastors, they have a lot of wisdom. He already knows something needs to be fixed. And so about an hour and a half later, he called up and he said, what can we do to help you? And I told him some things. And uh, he said, all right, we'll go ahead and replace the hot water heater. And it's $200. And he said, uh, when I get back to North Carolina, they'll give it to us. And so uh, I get back up there. I talked to the youth pastor. And he said, "Do you know you need to talk to Pastor Surrett. You need to talk to him today. I said, all right, I'll do it. Well, I go to pick up our mail. You see, they take care of our mail. They take care of our finances. They do all kinds of good things. They pray for you, too. And so I get back, and Jim Tessanier, he said, you need, first thing out of his mouth, you need to see Chuck Saret. You need to see him right away. That's Pastor Saret." I said, all right. He had me nervous. Uh, and he says, well, I'll tell you. They decided not to give you $200. I said, well, praise the Lord. I said, you folks gave me the largest love offering. They gave me a love offering so large that they didn't have enough money. They had to give me some on Sunday and then wait until the cash, the checks, and this, that, and the other week later. You know what pastor said? And the deacons came to the pastor and said, do you see that? And he says, well, he must have needed it. God knew that. And so... uh, and so, uh, so anyway, I get, and he said we decided not to give you 200. We decided to give you 500 instead. I can call my home church right now and say I need a thousand dollars, and I only have to think about it, pray about it. I'll get it. But do you know, not misuse and abuse that. I've never done that, but it's there, it's available if I need it. And uh, evangelist needs to be compatible with the pastor of his church. <laughs> Not all of us get along together, you know. We're all two. Now, if I can't get along with something, someone, somebody, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Uh, I'm not saying I'm that this great and holy and all this, that, and the other, but I found if I'm not able to get along with someone, there's something wrong okay, then I'll just give you this, and we'll finish. In a first generation church such as a such as a military 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 church, what should you preach? and uh, preach on winning souls, I have found. You know it's a fruitful ministry. One of the fruitfulest ministry is a military church. Preach on Christian living, preach on separation. I'm amazed just that as the pastor, just some things that he's, he, he I hear him talk about. All the time. Be careful not to prejudge their appearance, you know. Give folks time to grow. Preach on soul winning. Preach on full-time Christian service. Preach on family responsibilities and family worship. Preach against immorality and faithfulness in marriage. So that was kind of pretty much the way pastors have been giving it out. So we won't even get into all this, but I'll leave this for you folks. Uh, There's eight things on here that will help you go in Christ and live a consistent Christian life for the Lord. The problem with most Christians today is they don't want it to cost them anything to grow to spiritual maturity. They don't want to pay the price to grow. Another problem with most Christians today is that they have bad habits. Reading habits, writing habits, study habits, all kinds of bad habits. These Uh, We have eight good habits that will help you grow in Christ and live a consistent Christian life for the Lord. So it kind of laid out verses and all, and then some more praying and conditions of prayers. But I'll leave all these with Pastor, and he can distribute it to you folks as he sees fit.